The captain of the heart Too long ago, too far apart She couldn't win another day for The captain of the heart <laughs> This one was like an oboe or something dude. It, um... Yeah, they were quite a sensation right around the time of the Osmonds, right? No, the, the Bicentennial. No, Remember the, the Osmonds? <laughs> they're, they're a good little um, Mormon family, right? Mormons, the Mormons, right? Yeah. Very wholesome. <laughs> Yeah, well, look them up. What happened to Captain and Tennille? <laughs> I think they did like one or two shows like a decade later. And like the captain was really old. He had his hat on. He still had his hat on. Looks like my chicks are, are rousing themselves for a little late night tweet together. <laughs> tweet along. How are you doing, Isis? Hi, pretty baby. You look like a baby ostrich in a uh, pinstripe suit. Ah! Come here, Horacio. Venga aquí. Horacio. Horacio. Hello, my darling. How are you doing, you little fat? Gordo, gordito, mi gordito pollito. How'd you get so cute, huh? How'd you get so cute, little guy? You don't know? You don't know? Here you go, furry feet. This one's so tiny compared to the other ones. Little thoth. Yeah, little thoth. You look like a little ibis-headed god. Scribe god. <laughs> yes, you do. Uh-huh, indeed. A little thoth. Thanks for giving us writing. <laughs> Here, my dear. Good night, sweetheart. Good night. Tweethearts. The tweethearts. Good night, tweethearts.
There you go. They call me Mellow Yellow. That's right. They call me Mellow Yellow. That's right. That's right. <laughs> okay, you ready to go for <laughs> bike ride, fan matey? Every half hour you ask. <laughs> like clockwork. <laughs> 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 took up took up a little bit more. Took it up. I think it's pretty good shift because uh, yeah, I'm getting lots of ideas, which is one of the one of the things I love about it. Good herb, love herba buena, herba buena, herba buena. <laughs> it's a good title. That's a good title. Start off with a great seed. 
rid of any soil. You gotta get fat guano. Fat dropping. Right? There's millions of fat No. Millions? Wow. I've seen it. I've seen them once in a while. Why? Five nights. Get the uh, shit in the back. Uh huh. Uh, yeah, that's what I heard. Which that's kind of unfair. I mean, like if you if you have like nobody can nobody can see, and it needs full sun, man. And that's a that's expensive if you have to grow it indoors. Really, it's, it's like. I would say, you know, not, like, keep it out of sight. <laughs> I mean, if, if they were going to be cool, but, I mean, it's nice to have it recreationalized anyway, so. <clears throat> I'll grow it in, uh, you know, probably. I mean, like, I think that, that law, that's for people who live, like, next to each other or something, you know? <clears throat> I don't have any neighbors. Yay! I don't have any fucking neighbors. Yay! <laughs> Do you see a neighbor? No, I see Hank. I see Dr. Hanky, and I see my other neighbor. My other neighbor is Dr. Baker. There's a mountain between me and them. And obstacles, <laughs> visual obstacles. Yeah, I'm digging this this whole this whole area. It's really nice hanging out here. Leave it to Beaver. <laughs> no, that was seventy five. No, no, no. Was that to? Oh, fifty. Okay. Um. Wait. Don't tell me, don't tell me. Mm, number one show. Batman? Batman. Uh, Doctor Who? No. Well, that was in England. I didn't even know. I didn't even know about that. I think back um, in the 70s, PBS used to run with that. It wasn't very big here. Doctor Who? No? no Star Trek! Star Trek. No, that wasn't that. That got canceled. That did three seasons and it got canceled. Seventy-two shows. Uh huh. Yeah, canceled. I remember getting tired of. You know. Because they didn't get it because they weren't they weren't high. People weren't. Huh. You know, people were getting high, but then in the seventies they started getting high and they said, whoa, you know. And so it culminated <laughs> in nineteen seventy-nine uh, Star Trek the movie <laughs> with the bald uh, Indian cat, female captain. The history of Star Trek. The number one show of the 1960s was Golden Pie. You guys have seen it. Well, that was the n- number one of the 50s or the 60s? 60s. 60s. Holy shit. Oh my god. I always thought that was a fucking annoying show. 
<laughs> that was the number one show. <laughs> that right there, that's proof that like the the um you know the masses how the masses can have such like really shitty taste, you know. You know fucking useless. But Gomer but uh, Gomer Pyle was played by Jim Neighbors. Uh-huh. Jim Neighbors wanted to have a show like Carol Burnett where she mm-hmm. could sit and do comedy. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so they canceled Gomer the number Pyle. one show, Gomer Pyle, because Jim he Neighbors wanted, it. wanted to have a variety show where he could sing part of the Jim Neighbors show. <laughs> people hated it. Yeah, totally flopped, right? <laughs> He was okay with doing cameos on the Carol Burnett show every every now and then. You know, he'd come on as a guest and sing, and that was fine. But to do his own show, no, that did not fly. Yeah, he seems like you know he's a comedy character, but not like the main star of the show. You know, yeah, because he's annoying. Fucking, yeah, the fucking hillbilly shit is annoying. Yeah, people like that though. Yeah. Well, hillbilly shit. Beverly Hillbillies, remember that? Right when America was. Oh, that is! <laughs> huh? Right when America was a huge majority back in the 50s and 60s. Huge. Yeah, really. Reagan. His B movies. Yeah, he's a B movie actor. And then he was um he was the head of the Hollywood Actors Guild. That's true. And then he ran for governor of Californication and he gassed this is in the Berkeley in the sixties documentary. He gassed um um Mustard fucking sprays. Berkeley students. In Sprout Plaza. The shoppers, my, my uncle was there. As it turned out, he was a lit, literature major at Berserkly. I was poli sci. And, um,. Yeah, the, my grandpa was visiting that day, visiting my Uncle Bill. <laughs> when Governor, then Governor Reagan, fucking, like, um, he made this, the speech is in, is in that documentary, too. He's the real fucking shitheads, you know. He hated the hippies, so of course. <laughs> Poor hippies. Get a bad rap. <laughs> Everybody always likes to shit on the hippies. <laughs> well, no, that's past tense. In the past tense, they people have often shat on hippies. On the hippies.
They put shots. Shots. Right there. Yeah, somebody did this really nice pond. They made a pond. And it looks... Pond? Yeah, it looks like uh, it's really nice. Check this out. Look, they cut a hole in the ground. <laughs> they put in a liner and then they put in rocks and stuff. And... And like, have it ever looks totally fucking natural. Oh. Isn't that neat? Oh. Neato mosquito. Look, they've got fucking like, they've got fucking lily pads in there and stuff. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Have lily pads. Think they're doing something like that here? <clears throat> yeah. Well, it depends if Marty can um, deliver on her promise to make something that he can't break out of. Because <clears throat> if we can keep him contained, then I can work on the rest of my garden without his fucking like barging in all the time and um then I can maybe get him a wife and she could settle down and have a family you know if he's a good piggy but man he's like every fucking day he's like Take a bite out of a couch or. <laughs> or bring out his cork. Ew. <laughs> yeah, he can't be around cushions. He can't have cushions or he will fuck them to death. <laughs> I swear I saw some RPMs there. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> a couple of hairs were wrapped on that. 
I wonder how many <laughs> hits I got on my, um, on the one way back when. Oh, did it actually transfer to your, you actually got that, that video? <laughs> yeah, I put making, what is it called, making bacon? Making bacon. Making ham or going ham. Going ham. Let's see how, if I got, how many I, uh. I have a here. Let's see. Holy shit, it's only got 218 fucking. Well, that's on my TikTok. I don't have any fucking followers on this account. Barely. Oh, no, I have 500 now for Christopher Prez 2024. It's a pretty odd reason. Pausing with your ass, yo, you can't. Secret agency, that's not GNMO. Pausing with your ass, yo, you can't. Mary Poppins on CD. That song? <laughs> it sounds like Mary Poppins. Is it? Huh, so there's just There's just one I got. <laughs> I if it's a draft. Do anything special? Hmm. Um, I feel normal. Calm. Um, yeah. I'm I calm. feel particularly peace, calm. At peace, right? Peaceful. Peaceful. <laughs> you see these chicks fighting? <laughs> and this rooster just watching? <laughs> Fighting, and this rooster just watching. That's Uvaldi. <laughs> you see these chicks fighting, <laughs> and this rooster just watching. <laughs> Turn down the volume. Turn down the volume. Turn down the volume.
The Polish uh, hens uh, haven't uh, hatched. Eggs? Eggs? Not that I've seen. And the gray ones too. Maybe they were young. Did the what? Do the Polish hens have a matching rooster? Yeah, the pairs, the two pairs in there. Oh, breeding pairs, pairs, yeah. Oh, cool. There's five of them, and I'm not sure. Got them when they were chicks. Those are pretty hardy little chickens, man. They're <laughs> they're more like uh, yeah, roadrunners. <laughs> Have a seat, puppy dog. They call me mellow yellow. That's right. <laughs> Electrical banana. Start to learn, understand the Dutch. Alive. Do you know Donovan's last name? It's Veg. Veg. V. Oh, I think that's how you pronounce it. V e i t c h. Hey, man! I just realized I I know of, I have friends in Taiwan with the last name of Veg. I wonder if he's related. Ask him, Biff. Wonder if Biff is uh, 
Inspired by the DIY van life movement, oh, yeah, the versatile Biff Cappuccino is still on. <laughs> That's right. Just mad about <laughs> saffron. Oh, saffron's mad about me. I'm just mad about saffron. She's just mad about me. They call me mellow yellow. They call me mellow yellow. They call me mellow yellow. Commercial in the middle of the song, motherfuckers. Wanna hide forever to fly. A wind of a lots of
interesting and Here's one you may have never hard. heard. Nat John. Oh, it's work. Who? Nat John by uh by John. Mad John? How do you spell it? It's Nat John. Oh, okay. That's it. This is very hastily. This very weird. Never heard that? No, I don't think uh, so. No. What album is that on? Mad John's Escape? A gift from uh, Flower to a Garden. Most people know Mad John. It's a gift from a Flower to a Garden. Oh, okay. I've heard, I heard that album once. Is this it? It's two LPs. One is really far out. One's is it? Can't fucking hear it, man. Mad John came down from Birmingham <laughs> very hastily. And from Borstal he had ran. He made it down to Torquay. Good boy, Mad John. Mad John hold up. This happens to Beatles records too. I noticed that um, over time, like the tracks fade. Like, like some of the like the tracks fade over time. Have you noticed that? So say like uh, you hear, like this sounds like the uh, music track. I don't know if it degrades. I think it degrades over time. Maybe on albums. Don't you have one? Um, I can barely hear some music uh, in the background there. Let's try another version of it. Maybe it was, I don't know, copyright. When we first. After midnight, we're gonna let it all hang out. I know Lord Byron did. Lord Byron had a club foot. They cut the Achilles tendon at so the foot didn't become a club foot. My father kept me with the swimming, and swimming is what helped. I don't remember having 
having lots. That's Donovan? Yeah. <clears throat> the father of actress Lone Sky has another daughter named Australia Celeste. <laughs> Isn't that a pretty name, huh? Who is also a singer-songwriter and often performs with her dad. Well, maybe we can befriend her, man. Send her a friend's request on Facebook, Ben Mitty. <laughs> I'm not Facebook. Where's your phone? I never came my phone Okay. He grew up in Scotland. Bonnie Scotland, yes. His family moved to England when he was 10. Popular Irish folk singer Christy Moore started his career by supporting Donovan on some of his 1970s tours. Also, Donovan's daughter, Oriole Lech. Oh, it's Lech, not Vetch. Married and bore the child of Happy Mondays, Black Grape singer Sean Ryder, a notorious drug addict whom she met when older sister Estrella was living with Ryder's brother and bandmate Paul. Donovan contacted, con, to be contracted polio as a child. He recalled to Mojo magazine in 2015, I didn't know that I was different, but I do remember a device that was put on the leg that cut the Achilles tendon so the foot didn't become a club foot. My father kept me with the swimming, and the swimming is what helped. I don't remember having polio as a kid, but maybe it withdrew me from the usual upbringing of kids in Glasgow. I was left on my own a lot. There you go. That's, that's a, you know, that was a... <clears throat> I noticed this kind of like a, a um, you know, a lot of geniuses um, had that kind of like solitary childhoods. Kind of experience. Oh, yeah. Oh. Mm. Yeah. Also, can He tries to get his songs in as many movies, TV shows, and commercials as possible. That's a good piece of information to know, right? Wouldn't that be cool to like pay him to sing a song for for us? You know, like we write, I write the lyrics. We write the lyrics and say, "Hey, will you sing the song for us?" <laughs> <laughs> I bet he would. I bet he'd be fucking down, especially if it's a good song. <clears throat> he would know. He's, Maybe we're exactly the kind of collaboration sort of dealio type of people he would want to <clears throat> work with, and maybe we can we could benefit him. He's still alive. That's fucking awesome. It's like <laughs> he's alive. Donovan now near Mal Mallow in Cork where they remain deeply in love April 3rd 2017 well that's lovely and Coco his granddaughter caught their wind with <coughs> okay 
Okay, and how old is he? Uh, he does change of form and records sporadically in the 1970s and 80s. His musical style and blah, blah, blah. <coughs> Born Donovan Phillips Lech. Lech. Light. Right. I wonder if it's Lech. A Lech is a lecherous person. Right? He was born in Glasgow, 10 May, 1946. Yeah. Hmm. Makes him 70. 54 plus 22. 76. Oh, 76. <clears throat> close. Years active, 1964 to present. He still is. He's... he's yeah, he still does uh, shows. Shit. Keep People that in mind. Donovan, they want to hear him so him. I should send him some, some of my lyrics, some of my poetry. Send him one of my books. I bet he'd fucking dig it. Might actually get a response. Oh, Say, yeah. hey, can here's a book of my poetry. And, you know, if you would like to... Yeah, here's a book of my poetry. And can I have a signed autograph? Uh, portraits, uh, or like photograph, or image, just kind of signs. Are you going to sign the book? Are you going to sign the book? Sure, yeah. Right. <clears throat> what nationality? Where was, when? Blah, 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 blah. Glasgow. What do you know? What do you know? Da, da, da. Yeah, he's got a loving family around him, and uh, you know, he's definitely the type of person to make wise choices. I would say <laughs> in life, you know, I think. Uh, a deep thinker. Yeah. Uh, and he's probably, I bet he's a philosopher. He's like a fucking uh, philosopher. I think he's, he must be in the Illuminati, right? Is he part of the Illuminati, do you think? Huh. Part of it, but he probably was invited over there to the Bilderbergs. He probably partied with them. <laughs> you know the Bilderbergs. <laughs> yeah. It's like you can't say that name, so. so. <laughs> sure you can, you just did. But you never hear it. It's scary. <laughs> Are you getting paranoid by me, Jimbo? All the heads of state, of governments, and everything. Did that just like stop anything? right over there? Where did that just stop? So are we going to go for this bike ride or what? <laughs> ah! let's go. Yeah, let's go, man. Stop. Stop beating around the bush.
up your mellow and uh, creative. Mellow just uh, good stuff for my critters, maybe a little bit. Maybe a little bit high. <laughs> Hardy, hardy, man. Oh, yeah. I love this um, cedar, I think it's cedar wood chips. It's a freaking rad. Put that, should put that all over the property. <laughs> Wouldn't that be neat? <laughs> Wood chips all over the property. into my turkey butt. Hi baby. Do you have any? Do you have any of that tiger balm stuff? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's like a topical. Um, jelly. That's, um, it's got like menthol and camphor, I think, in it. Yeah, something like that. I think it's a camphor oil. It's an ancient Chinese secret. <laughs>
Yeah, um, if I can find some, I, I just saw a recent, oh, I'll have to look at my cabinets. No, I just saw like some, a couple months ago or something, I don't know where I put it. It was like a little, a little container of it. I probably sent her some. Is it better over there? Uh, it's it's a it's like a yeah it's a cool ointment. Chinese medicinal ointment yeah that we don't really use here much we don't because we don't know about it. <clears throat> Oh, I know the feed store has it. Feed store has some tiger balm, but it's not like uh, it probably doesn't have all the uh, some of the awesome ingredients that the Chinese put in there. Apothecary, uh, like my mom asked me to find some um, <clears throat> medicine in a Chinese apothecary for her arthritis. And uh, so I did one in there. Talked to Michelle. Oh my God! Is that? A, I thought that was a snake. It looked like a snake in the road, but <laughs> yeah, it looked like a snake. <clears throat> um. So like, yeah, it. You know, basically like interviewed them and told them about my mom's problems or uh you know told them about what she was looking for and they gave me some medicine and and i mailed it back to my mom <laughs> but i noticed like arthritis isn't isn't a big problem in in Asia, especially like in Taiwan, and I saw some statistics once, it was like uh, really low, extremely low. And it said it's probably because of the soybean, they eat a lot more soy, soybean tofu. They have like hundreds of types of different kinds of tofu. All of the Asians uh, eat a lot of, consume a lot of soy? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's bad. Well, the American fucking soy is bad for you because they fucking contaminated it with the GMO stock. So, um, and that that shit it causes tumors and you know they they fucked it up. Um, because otherwise, it's um it's said to. So to kind of like emulate, um, <clears throat> um, <laughs> the stupid question. Uh, oh, here's a boy. Well, a pop quiz. Pop quiz. Uh, what? S. That was a hint. Um, pop quiz. Pop quiz. What is the hormone? Women's hormone called. 
Women's hormone. Yep. Good job, Ben Mitty. You got it. One out of one. <laughs> anyway, so soybean, uh, soy uh, emulates estrogen in system. So I think I'm pretty sure that's why. In fact, I should posit that. <clears throat> That'd be a good thing to posit. Nice for a trailer, right? It's, a, it's like about as nice as you can get with it for a trailer. Just don't be such a snob. I like that kind of like a 10 speed that you can um you don't even have to touch like the handlebars you know Oh you can just take your hands off Yeah like 10 speeds are good for that Huh Do that better on or like I had this like kind of banana bike, <laughs> um, you know, kind of like bananas, you know, like banana bike style. That was really comfortable, actually. I'm a electric, yeah. Once in a while, yeah. I feel like 
using it for but you know it's already a short short ride try to get as much exercise out of it as possible on mine or yours yeah well I don't actually ride it that much I don't ride as much as you ride yours Dogs. Huh. Oh, party boys. Party boys. Party hardy, rock and roll. Right. Thanks, man. Good night. Puppies, puppy power. Hi there, thanks for tuning in. Welcome back to the Just for Governor show. This is called Radical MAGA Gender Revealed. Shout out to KAMP Student Radio at the University of Evanston. That was from the Midas Touch Network. Earlier today, the Radical MAGA Republicans tried to roll out a plan, I suppose, to make Americans think that they're trying to fight for them, but it completely backfired. This <laughs> plan that the MAGA Republicans announced to try to hide their true plan. They called it their commitment for America, but what it really looked like was a contract of cruelty for America. This event took place in Pennsylvania. It had Kevin McCarthy there, Elise Stefanik there. You have someone named Representative Lisa McLean of Michigan there. Um, and as they tried to talk about ideas, what 
became really self-evident is that they really had no clue what they were talking about. I mean, they spoke in broad brushes about wanting programs. It's like, okay, what specific programs do you want? Because it seems that every specific program, whether it's at the highest level, like Medicare and Social Security, you want to completely abolish and remove, and all other types of programs to try to make education more accessible and affordable, or trying to make healthcare more affordable, you seem to be against all of those as well, and you label all of these programs Marxist if they try to help people. And we actually saw that today at this event that took place in Pennsylvania where Republicans tried to roll this out. And Republicans are rolling this out right now at a time where they are incredibly desperate. The polls are turning against the radical MAGA extremists who want total abortion bans, who want to eliminate Social Security, who want to eliminate Medicare, who want to raise prescription drug prices, who want to raise your taxes so that they could support their billionaire friends and give them tax cuts and private jets and everything that they want over there. Um, so let's focus, though, what took place specifically at this event in Pennsylvania. Um, so first you have Elise Stefanik, who holds up the plan, can barely articulate what the plan is. And the plan is like eight sentences on a, like a little tiny pamphlet. This is their big rollout of a plan. Here, play this clip of Elise Stefanik saying, we've got a plan and holding like a little uh, card that has like a few sentences on it. Play that clip. So join us in supporting the commitment to America, a new direction. Democrats have no plan. House Republicans have a plan, and it's our commitment to you. Thank you very much. Then, of course, you can't have a, a radical MAGA event without them leaning in on supporting terrorists. And so, of course, at the most recent CPAC event that they held um, a few months back, they had the sign that was uh, on the stage that said, we are all domestic terrorists. No, it wasn't like somebody like superimposing that on there. That was what they were celebrating, that they were terrorists. They set up booths where they would have like January 6th insurrectionists actually sit there and then they would go and people like Marjorie Taylor Greene would like bend down and like kiss them. Um, like some of the most weirdest fascist cosplay insane stuff that you can imagine. But here is a clip Kevin McCarthy said, and here's one of the things, read my lips, this is what I'm going to promise to each and every one of you, if, if, if you put the Republicans in power, we are going to remove any parent who's on the terrorist watch list from the watch list. Play the clip. Well, I'll make this personal pledge, I don't know if it happened, but any parent that got put on the terrorist watch list by the DOJ will get you off it, okay? Doesn't it seem like your search engine has its own agenda, replacing the results you're looking for? Yeah, I went to college the for the they prefer? Just realizing all the chicks are us. <laughs> Don't know if you've flown recently, but um, more questions. Mm -hmm. Yeah, these people are dangerous fascist clowns. The terrorist watch list by the DOJ will get you off it, okay? <laughs> From the watch list. Play the clip. I'll make this personal pledge. I don't know if it happened, but any parent that got put on the terrorist watch list by the DOJ will get you off it, okay? 
<laughs> Don't know if you've flown recently, but um, more questions. Yeah, these people are dangerous fascist clowns that they would even go there and that they would say that that's their main agenda. They're making fun Our of commitment to America is we are going to remove terrorists off the terrorist watch list. If you want to steal our top secret sensitive compartmented information, if you want to go and steal our nuclear secrets, well then, go for it. Take it and we will do whatever we can as the Republican Party as part of our commitment to America to make sure that all terrorists get a free break. That's what we are fighting for here. You know, and you think about this radicalized fascist cosplay crowd that does not even resemble what this country is really all about. You know, and it's this it's this grievance. It's this kind of made up, you know, bizarre uh, racist dog whistle type stuff that was not even a dog whistle. It's a loud freaking bullhorn at this point. And so here was one of the people that the MAGA Republicans hand selected for this bizarre, weird, fascist cosplay clown show of a press conference to ask this question where she was saying, oh, it's what I most worry about in this nation, what I'm most concerned about is the slow creep of critical race theory diversity and inclusion, anti-bullying initiatives. That's their big thing right now, the MAGA Republicans. Anti-bullying initiatives at school, they believe to be uh, radical Marxist agendas of leftists to try to stop uh, bullying. No, no, ma'am, your, your son is just following your terrorist ideation. That's what's taking place, and they're being disciplined because... You radicalize your children, they go into school, they start terrorizing their classmates and beating them up and assaulting them, and then teachers say, you know what, you can't do that, and then you whine that their rights are being violated. That's what's going on as you radicalize your children. Here, play this clip. Now we have SEL, which is Social Emotional Learning. It's indoctrination disguised as pro programs like kindness initiatives or anti-bullying programs or diversity projects. These are all Marxist-style programs targeting our children. Then, to make it all better, the current administration weaponized the Department of Justice. And all the parents speaking up at school board meetings or challenging any of these programs, like I was, was now labeled a domestic terrorist. Our Department of Justice is calling me, a mom, a domestic terrorist. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they don't even know what the word Marxist means. They, they just, you know, the most radical extremist people out there is exactly the person who saw, asked that as Kevin McCarthy with his shit-eating green just kept on nodding. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. The most unfit, incompetent person to possibly run anything in our country, yet alone to be the Speaker of the House. And he's terrified right now, and he's terrified because he knows that the polls are shifting. He knows what their true agenda is all about. And their true agenda, which they can't articulate what their real agenda is, so it's all about we're going to free the terrorists and we're going to do things with programs because they can't articulate what it really is, which is really an anti-American and hateful program. Here, this is Representative Lisa McLean, a Republican. This is what she said. She goes, we need to keep the tax cuts permanent because... The more people who have jobs, the more taxes they will pay, and the more programs. Like, she, as she's speaking, I think 
I don't know if it's if she's realizing that she has no clue that just words, it's just word salad coming out of her mouth. I mean, her whole party is about cutting all of these programs. What is she talking about? So she wants to collect more taxes by giving the billionaires tax breaks. That's that's their whole strategy, and that's what America should rally behind. Here, play this clip. Right, shout out to the to the students at the University of Arizona. And KPYT, Akwayaki Tribal Radio. On the res with Trista Show. Check it and book it, man. Yo, Emmy! 100.3 on your radio dial. On the res with Trista Show. That will keep and get our America, or our economy stronger again. And one of those policies, Lisa really McLean, simple, is let's keep the tax cuts permanent. Permanent. Because you actually can keep more of your money. What a concept. You know, the money that you earn, you can actually keep it. And we also know this crazy thing, it's cause and effect, is that, let's see, if we have more people working, people who are working pay, Taxes. Let's not forget the more people we have paying taxes, the more programs that we can provide. You know, as I've talked about it here over and over and over again on the Midas Touch Network, the very idea like of MAGA Republicans of just working. going to America and traveling around and pitching trickle-down economics. You know how offensive that the whole concept of trickle-down economics is? I mean, you go in and... With the benefits, hardworking America, we're not going to give you anything. But here's the better idea. You know your CEO who already has multiple houses and private jets and has all the money in the world? Yeah, let's give him the money so that maybe, just maybe, he will grace you and just trickle down, just trickle down some benefit. We can't promise you. In fact, he probably won't give you anything. But let's give it to him to trickle down versus giving it to you. Versus Democrats, pro-democracy Democrats, saying, hey, we want to empower you, the middle class. We want to empower you, the worker. We want bottom-to-middle-up economics, not trickle down and give the billionaires more benefits. And again, when she talks about programs, they're about cutting every single program imaginable. And so really what it came down to when you looked at what this was, this was not a commitment for America. This was the GOP contract of cruelty, was what was really announced. And this was banning abortions nationwide. In all cases, no matter what, total abortion bans, eliminating Social Security and Medicare, repealing the Inflation Act and raising health care costs, repealing the Affordable Care Act, locking up Dr. Fauci, literally pledging allegiance to Donald Trump. That's what they've said. Whatever Donald Trump says, they call him Orange Jesus. So whatever Orange Jesus tells them that they're going to have to do and to support all of his criminality. And that's what the Republican agenda is. And shut down corporations. If corporations want to be inclusive, they're going to shut them down. They're going to attack teachers. 
They hate teachers. They hate education. Um, and they're coming after you at the end of the day. And they eat their own. I mean, they eat their own. And so there is no loyalty. There is no anything. It's a cult of Donald Trump. And that's what their real agenda is all about. The contract for cruelty. But you know what? When I see that take today, you know what I see? I see utter desperation. I see weak individuals who don't represent this country one bit. They know they don't represent this country one bit. They are scared. They are in panic mode right now. So they need to try to cover up all of the BS, all of the criminality, all of the heinous, cruel policies that they stand for. And it's incumbent on all of us to call that out in each and every turn. And that's what we're going to do. That's not their commitment to America is that they are going to be cruel. They are going to be heinous. They are going to hurt you. They are coming for your freedoms. That's what They're the going to commit us Maga, like the, the Queen being, committed. The Republican, coming to take away your retarded relatives. Let's keep the momentum. Let's keep the pro-democracy momentum. And we're going to make sure that we protect our country. Hey, hit the subscribe button right now. Hit the subscribe button right now. We're on our way to 1 million subs. Thanks to you. In addition, um, we just created a Patreon account. Patreon.com slash Midas Touch. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Midas Touch. I guess I get asked over and over again, how can you help out grow this independent media platform? We don't take any outside investors at all. The best way you can help is by going to patreon.com slash Midas Touch and joining one of the membership tiers. Until next time, I'm Ben Micellis, fighting for democracy with... This guy is an ACLU lawyer, I think. Ben Micellis. Great job, Ben. Great job, Ben. You're so talented, a, a communicator. Civil rights lawyer. Oxford educated teacher.
I'm your number one fan. Can't thank you enough for all you do. Keep it up. You are a national. Great job, Ben. You are so talented a communicator. A uh, civil rights lawyer, that's one of the things I want to be. I'm Trista. I'm an Oxford educated, fourth winning scholar and educator. Running for write in mine inspector poster in Arizona. Can you please give me a shout out? I'm your number one fan. I'm signing up to be a producer with you. I'll send you an email. Can't thank you enough for all you do. Keep it up. Keep the faith. You are a national treasure. Do with you each and every day. Midas Touch is unapologetically pro-democracy, and look, we know you are too, so please. Oh, Bill Maher. Full real time, Bill Maher. This September game. 23, Did you see Joe Biden on 60 Minutes on Sunday? He declared the pandemic was over. So, so if you're wearing a mask, you better be robbing me. <laughs> I thought it was over a year and a half ago, but anyway. 
So this is, you know, and things are getting back to normal. We saw for the first time now in a couple of years, the UN met. Uh, Putin did not show up. He has bigger problems at home. Did you see this, Putin? He had to call up the reserves now. This is not going on, but Gen Z's not having it, by the way, around the world. <laughs> going to talk about here. It's so interesting. Yeah, called up 300,000 Russian men. Not good for Ukraine, because they're going to go to Ukraine. Uh, on the bright side, it greatly reduces the number of people who are trying to hack my Netflix account. <laughs> Yeah, I tell you, things are not great here, but in Russia, have you seen this? Like 12 people, and these are prominent people, have fallen out of a window. <laughs> this guy doesn't care who knows. And, and, the, and then last week, uh, another prominent former ally of Putin uh, died falling down the stairs. Falling down. It's funny, his goons were dragging him up the stairs so they could... <laughs> So they could push him down the stairs. And one of them said, why are we overcomplicating this? <laughs> and hey, let's not forget about our friends in Puerto Rico, man. They're having a rough time there. The hurricane hit that. Did you see that? The Red Cross still says the people there without power. Uh, they need. I tweeted the president just talking about going to Florida. I said, well, when you're going on... Um, when you're going down to Florida, why don't you swing by Puerto Rico and do something to help the 1.6 million people who are without water and electricity right now, besides giving them the... They should be able to vote like any other American citizen. That's outrageous. Cuba Libre. They need water, they need blankets, they need medical supplies, and a bad bunny could use a bag of carrots. That's... <laughs> uh... No, I mean, you know, I know Trump didn't know it, but Puerto Ricans are citizens of the United States. It's, uh, <laughs> we should never forget that. And, but, you know, Puerto Rico, it's, 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 it's a weird... You know, thing. They're not a state, but they're not a country. They're in this vague gray area, like Adam Levine's marriage. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I tell you, are you excited? The uh, midterms are only like six weeks away now, and they say very high interest. The people are out there, they're going to go out there and vote. This is not usually the case with the midterms. But as one guy said, I just want to take part in democracy one last time before it goes away. <laughs> and they, they have some buttes who are running out there. This, I mean, have you seen this guy in Pennsylvania? Could be the governor of Pennsylvania, a real place, uh, called Doug Mastriano. He's, he's out there campaigning with a prophet. <laughs> as one does in politics. <laughs> A prophet who talks about the fact that there is the, <laughs> I'm cute, not making this up, an anointed cake <laughs> that when gay people eat it, they become straight. <laughs> not, that's what this. This story has everything evangelicals love magic, bigotry, and dessert. 
what? I must. <laughs> to, to, to my gay friends out there, if you accidentally eat this anointed cake, <laughs> uh, you can turn back if you deep throat an eclair. I just. <laughs> giving equal size. <laughs> this used to be a real country. <laughs> Did you know that? Oh, speaking of which, did you see Trump this week on Sean Hannity? He, he was talking about, you know, of course, we know a couple of months ago, the FBI raided his home in Mar-a-Lago to get the documents he stole, you know, classified documents. And he told Sean Hannity that he can declassify a document. A president can. He can. Maybe just him. Uh, <laughs> uh, by just thinking about it. Just thinking about it. It's all there in the Constitution. <laughs> the separation of psychic powers. Okay? It's plainly spelled out. He can do things just by thinking about it. I guess this explains all the women who only thought they didn't want their pussy grass. Trump is Trump has eight different lawsuits going on. Uh, in, in New York State this week said they're suing him and the kids, the whole family, for because their family business, of course, was a big sham. One person is like that. <laughs> Yeah, so it's not just Trump. It's Ivanka, Eric, Don Jr., not Tiffany. Uh, a, <laughs> a rare win for parental neglect. Trump this week returned to Mar-a-Lago for the first time since the awful raid, and he said, it's, it's, it's not the same. <laughs> the whole place was ransacked, and apparently Melania was very traumatized, too. She said she can't get out of her head the thought of an FBI agent with his fingers in her drawers. Anyway, uh, we've got a great show. We've got Jonathan Lemire and Vivek Ramaswamy, <laughs> but first up... He is the Oscar-winning filmmaker whose hit movie, Bowling for Columbine, makes its 20th anniversary this year, and he's the host of the podcast, Rumble with Michael Moore, my good friend, Michael Moore. I was just talking about Michael Moore. Michael Moore. Yeah, thank you, Mike. Mike. We love you. Bill. How are you? you? You look great. You look like Michael Less. Hi. <laughs> I, uh, I am feeling pretty good, actually. I've, uh, yeah. I've spent uh, the pandemic trying to take care of myself. Yeah, you look great. Now, I see you're in your <laughs> bunker there with the map. Uh, <laughs> your undisclosed location. And uh, <laughs> So, uh, listen, uh, we've talked about the midterms many times here. I, I think there's... Uh, sort of a bright spot there in the fact that the country is on the brink of disaster, which for the first time I can remember, the midterms are sexy. This is the one usually we had trouble getting people to go out and vote for, but now there's very high enthusiasm for a midterm election. So what, what do you think is going to happen? Um, well, just to, before I say what I think is going to happen, I need to preface it by telling everybody who's watching that um, everybody needs to show up and you need to bring five to ten people with you on uh, election day. That is critical. That's a lot of people. But make it, you know, bring beer. Huh. 
Did you know that 50% of dogs and 32% of cats over the age of 10 develop some type of cancer? Well, Those statistics are staggering. Make it a fun thing, have a party afterwards, whatever. But I honestly believe, Bill, and you know, you and I are, are two well-known uh, pessimists, I think, and and I have never felt this optimistic. And I and you know, I was on your show here, um, what's now six years ago, when I said that Trump was going to win, and uh, the audience booed me, and you stood up for me. Um, I was just saying, what I look, I'm out, I'm around. You know, I'm from the Midwest. I think I had a pretty good sense of what was going to happen. I think the opposite's going to happen this time. I think that that there is going to be such a landslide against the traitors, especially the 147 Republicans yes, who just hours after the insurrection voted to not certify the elected president of the United States, Joe Biden. And I think that there is going to be so many people coming out to vote. I want to thank the Supreme Court for reminding women that they are, in fact, second-class citizens and and taking their rights away like this. There are so many, I don't know if you've seen the list of states, starting with Kansas, which, by the way, 60% of the people in Kansas a couple months ago showed up to say, no, we want abortion legal and we want it in our Constitution. We want to stay there. And this is, I think that there's going to be such a massive turnout of, of women uh, uh, 70% of all new registered voters in Kansas for women. Uh, in Wisconsin, it's 17% more than men are registering to vote. Uh, Pennsylvania, 12%. I mean, in, in most of these states, women who have, these are women who have not voted, who've not been registered, are coming out to register. And then look what happened in Alaska. Alaska only gets one member of Congress and it elects a woman, a native Alaskan woman, to defeat Sarah Palin, Alaska. <laughs> yeah, this awesome. is like, there are so many signs of this that I think, I honestly think, if we all do our work, and if we all get people to get out there and we get out there ourselves, we have a chance uh, to do something that, it does happen every now and then. 1993, Canada uh, voted every conservative member in parliament, except for two, out of office. Gone. All of them, except for two. And then four years later, in Great Britain, 1997, uh, the, every conservative member of the British Parliament in Scotland, in Wales, and from Northern Ireland were all thrown out of office. I think we could throw out a huge number of these Republican traitors uh, in November, November 8th. And I, I think... I think there's a good chance where instead of, see, as liberals, you know, we're like, oh, we're going to, you know, there's all this whining that goes on. And we've, we've got to stop this and realize the power that we have right now. We're going to get two to five new Democratic senators after this election uh, come November. I really, truly believe that. I believe we're going to keep the House. I think the pundits are all wrong. They're wrong so many times. They're wrong about, because... Here's an example just in Michigan. In the off-year election midterm of 2014, only 15% of young people, 18 to 29, showed up to vote. Very typical in those days. But four years later, in 2018, young people doubled their vote. It went from 15% to 32% showed up. There's going to be even more this year 
that's been the trend. So women, young people, people of color um, are going to save the day, and we are going to be very happy uh, the day after the election. And I know people are afraid. Well, don't say that, Mike. Now people won't show up. Yes, I know, because the old school Democrats, liberals, were a little like, oh, wow, yeah. <laughs> it's not that way anymore. I think there's a real revolution, a nonviolent revolution going on in favor of democracy. People don't want to lose it. We know how close we are to losing it, and we can't lose it. Michael Moore, now let's meet our panel. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Question two. I'm just excited. We're going to get rid of these people that are trying to tear the country down. We're going to get rid of them. I'm, I'm excited about it. I see. <laughs> you know, we have some Republicans watching this show. I mean, we, yeah. we, are, we are for all Americans on this show. So. No, but that's why I know. Abortion right. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Shut up right now. <laughs> and answer one other question. Okay. Yes. Are you where are you on Biden twenty four? Well, you know, when oh, he said suddenly he have nothing to say. Uh, no. I feel I feel for him. I, I I don't want to pick on him because he's old, but he told us when he was running. What? That he may only he may only be a one term president. But, but so, hasn't he done kind of good in the last six months? Yes. Okay. Yes. Well, then, yes. Then... I want him. I want him healthy. I want him. I want him to keep going. And okay. uh, then why? So, yeah, you... that's how I. That's how I feel. I know, but look, you're punching seventy in the mouth. What? <laughs> what? Why? I know. Okay. Okay, and you got your hair. Um, <laughs> But why be ageist about it? I mean, shouldn't we just judge him on the job he's doing? I, I would no, think. I'm just saying he may decide he won't. He doesn't want to run. So we need to be thinking Plan B or Plan C. Right. But no, I'm. I'm. Yeah. Why believe me, I'm a huge uh, a fan of what he's been able to do. Basket. You know, he's not me. He's not you. But that's okay. Um, you know, we can make our peace with certain fuck. things to get to, in order to to make this work. Okay. So. Um, when I saw our friend uh, Salman Rushdie have his little episode with getting stabbed, I thought of you recently because uh, I know you have had been attacked in almost the same way. And I remember when we went to the Met game, do you remember we went to the All-Star game at yes. City Field once, you and me yeah. and Salman? Yeah, there we are. Oh, fuck yeah. 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 Look at that. You know, I, Will, do you remember me saying, leaning over to you, and all of a sudden they put us up on the Jumbotron, and I went, oh, jeez. You know, right now, there's a guy up in the bleachers, the assassin, and now he's confused because he doesn't know which one of us to take out first. And it sounds pretty dark right now, but um, it, uh, and at that moment, do you remember that Miguel Cabrera from the Detroit Tigers, he swung the bat at the plate, and the bat flew out of his hands. Do you remember this? No. It went right over our heads, like two, three feet over our heads. That one bat could have taken out all three of us. Sure. But... Um, no, I listen. So yes. you're saying Miguel I, Cabrera was the assassin? I'm just saying he's from Venezuela. I think I saw this in a Naked Gun movie. <laughs> you know, Bill. No, no, but seriously, um, yes, I have had a few times somebody leap on the stage with a knife, with a weapon, and fortunately, I had security. 
and, and they were able to protect me. One time a guy came at me with a knife, and the security guy couldn't stop him in time, so he put his hand up in front of my face, and the knife went right through his hand. And th that security guy, his name was Ron, he looked at his hand with that knife. It went all the way through, and he looked at it the way you or I would look at, like, uh, in the shower at a bottle of shampoo, like, when it's empty, and we're like, oh. He was just like, that's all he did, and then he took the guy down and handcuffed him. But, you know, it's... um. It's a, it's a scary time. It's a violent time. I feel amazing. Went from a size 14 to a size 8. Sonabella, one visit, fat removal. It's I, 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 I hear that Solomon is doing well. Um, I can't wait to go to the, a ball game with him and, and you again. That yeah. Was, that was really exciting. All right. Well, before I let you go, I did yeah. just really did want to say congratulations on 20, I can't believe it's 20 years since Columbine. And it's funny because, you know, Sal has said before, Salman Rusty has said before when he's asked about his legacy, and people said, what do you want? Or maybe he just said this to me. I don't know. I blame the pot. <laughs> but I know he said it. Uh, he, said for my, and he said, you know what I want? A shelf, meaning a whole shelf of books, which he pretty much has already filled up and he's hardly done. Um, and I feel like you have a shelf, too, you know, when you think about Roger and me, and you're thinking about Bowling for Columbine and Sicko and uh, Capitalism, a love story. You, you've taken on, you know, guns, and you've taken on income inequality, and you've taken on health care. You've taken on a lot of the big issues. And uh, I know you're not done, Thanks but God, I just man. wanted to congratulate you, not just on the 20 years, but having a shelf. But well, I got to go before you, you start. <laughs> Michael Moore, everybody. I'll see Thank you soon. Thank you. <laughs> All right, let's meet our... <laughs>
few years have thought, oh, we got the wind at our back now. You know, it looked like democracy was on the rise, but then Trump came along and Bolsonaro and all these people, and they were like, oh no, it's back to us. And I feel like this may be different. I mean, could I show some footage what's going on in Russia? This is what happened in Russia when Putin said he's going to call up the reservists and lots of people. Like in this country where you get out in the streets and what happens? You go to jail overnight, you know, and, and you know, uh, Jane Fond is there with you. I mean, it's not, you know, it's, it's not nearly as bad. Now, it, it takes extraordinary courage to do what we're seeing in Iran and what we're seeing right now uh, in Russia, where Putin this week, you know, and a sign of clear weakness, a sign he knows he's losing this war. Saber rattles again the threat of nukes and then calls up 300,000 reservists. And remarkable, the images like that, scenes of, of protests in cities like St. Petersburg and Moscow, but also Russian men leaving the country, clogging up airports, heading to the borders. They don't want to participate in what they know is a, a war that is failing and a war that they don't believe in right now. And there's been days now of unrest in Iran as well. It is too soon to say where that will go. We heard President Biden this week from the UN uh, endorse that movement, saying they stand with the people of Iran, trying uh, to stand up to the what's happening there. But it does seem like that our, the authoritarians are having a tough time, even as Xi Jinping likely going to have more power. You know, he's, the Communist Congress in Beijing meets in a few weeks. But even he, backlash to COVID there, the economies, you know, has really slipped. It's a tough stretch for well, the backlash to the reaction to COVID. Right. I mean, we I see that here in the American media too. Like they blame me on COVID. No, it's not COVID. COVID was a real thing. That's no, how they bad. treated COVID. Right. How they handled COVID. The and zero it, COVID tolerance. And, and they're more crazy than we are, which is saying a lot. Well, I mean, it actually does remind me. You make a good point, Bill. Is that when I just look at what's happening? Take just those three countries. It just reminds you that in different parts of the world. Human beings aren't that different from one another. We all want freedom. As human beings, we are free people, whether we're in Iran or China or Russia or America. But I have to say, I also think we can't do much about those problems, but we can look inside and say that, you know what? At the end of the day, you talk about a morality po police in Iran. Well, I'm not sure there isn't a morality police arising in the United States. Words you can't say, clothes you can't wear here, apologies you must recite. You know, condemn Vladimir Putin. What, 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 what. What, what what clothes can't you wear here? Depends on your skin color, cultural misappropriation for what you can't take. Oh, you can't really scale. be comparing that to, of, of to mil hundreds of millions of women who have to wear a fucking bag over their head. I mean, of course I, not. I mean, of course I, not. But the point is, we can't do anything about that. But the best we can do, I think, is to take a look at what's happening over there well, and use as a reminder to just look in the mirror and say, we are that shining seat on a hill. How are we best living up to our example? And I think that we've been imperfect in COVID, COVID policy, kids in schools, losing school for a year. Well, China was bad. We weren't as bad, but there was there were some things that we can learn and hopefully use this as an occasion for and, introspection and I think as well. we could do something about the women who have to wear burkas and have to cover their faces. It, the liberals in this country have never st stood up against that. I mean, the way they did for, like, against apartheid and other issues that are, you know, plainly anti I mean, just imagine a world where this didn't exist, where the, no one ever threw a bag over a woman like she was a motorboat. And then somebody, su and then somebody uh, suggested we do that tomorrow in Kentucky. Somebody said, let's, let's start covering women completely so, we don't, so they can't see anything. Well, part of the problem is we have this well, tension between, you know, Islamophobia is something that you, you, you worry and, and you can't criticize severe Islamism anymore, and that's in conflict with women's rights, so what do you do? Same thing that happens in Afghanistan when women aren't able to go to school, girls aren't able to go to school yeah. anymore. We ignore the issue and move on when we, those different 
politically correct we have such a come into conflict. Big thing in this country now and have for years about immigration, but you know, we don't have the kind of immigration problems other countries have because we're very lucky. Our, the immigrants who come here, they really want to be here. They don't want to really change our culture. They're friendly. They want to work. I mean, this with this nonsense of what's going on with Martha's Vineyard. I mean, if you missed it, you know, the governor of Florida and Texas sending migrants to make a point about, look, things happen here at the border. We have thousands and hundreds of thousands of people coming over and you're not helping. So we're, we're going to send state. people to these sanctuary cities where you say you welcome them. Okay, was it a political stunt? Of course. Is it a ridiculous way to handle immigration policy? Yes. But, you know, this talk that local. these 50 migrants in Martha's Vineyard, I've been to Martha's Vineyard, it's very nice. Yeah, not a bad spot. It, <laughs> I mean, when I, I mean, some of these, uh, Tim Kaine, these poor Venezuelans, what they're suffering, yeah, from the governor of Venezuela is where they were suffering. They're not suffering so badly. And then I read the, the, the person from, uh, and this is Telemundo reporter, I can tell you they are not angry at Ron DeSantis, thanking him for having, they are thanking him for having brought them to Martha's Vineyard. I would too. Uh, the, People the, pay a lot of money to go to Martha's Vineyard. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, mean, not that... that, that Sorry, the, the, the confusion is, uh, it seems like a lot of people who ended up at Martinsville didn't know where they were going. And, there, and there's some suggestion, and there's some lawsuits now being filed, being like, well, they didn't know where they're going, they're not being, but they obviously are being treated. But, they went there, and they've been welcomed with open arms. It's not like they had a destination anyway. They didn't book this on Travelocity. This, <laughs> it's not like, I mean, it's, 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 it's so ridiculous, because this is a country that desperately needs immigrants right now. We have a lot... The real, real, authenticated luxury from Gucci, Rolex, Prada, Louis Vuitton, Hermes, Cartier, Tiffany, and more. All up to 90% off retail. They drop thousands of one-of-a-kind finds every day. So I can change up my look as much as I want. It's the sustainable way to shop luxury. Find your real. Hundreds of luxury brands, up to 90% off retail, only at The Real Real. Shop now and get 20% off at TheRealReal.com. 11 million job openings. Restaurants can't find people to do the very jobs that these people are very willing and want to do. If, we, if this country was not so dysfunctional, we would just match these two problems, people we need and people we want to get here, and we would place them all around the country. I can imagine a world where the governor of Massachusetts and the governor of Florida were not enemies, and one just said, hey, it's summer here in Martha's Vineyard. Could you send up some help? And he said, we'd be happy to, and they'd be happy to go. But we have to make this into something, some fake humanitarian crisis. Well, I think you hit on something there. It's, it's, obviously, there's a desperate need for comprehensive immigration reform. It has been for years. That hasn't happened because it's become too politically toxic because of the pandemic. And what instead we're having is a conversation about, as you say correctly, is a stunt. That, that, that DeSantis is sending these, these migrants to other places, and when it is a clear base play, a clear effort for 2024 for him, and that, that's what we're talking about is, is the political football rather than the actual heart of the issue, which is the fact this country does need immigrants and needs a policy to figure out how to get them here. I mean, look, I, I'll speak as a kid of immigrants, first-generation American. Okay? I agree with everything you said. Immigrants come not as victims but as underdogs to this country. I think they can be the lifeblood of the American dream. I will say this, is that we sidestep, we're talking about the stunt, I'm done talking about the stunt. 
Let's talk about the actual issue that people disagree on, which is, can a country legitimately decide who does and doesn't get to enter its borders? I think that a country can legitimately make that decision. A lot of progressives on the other side say that they can't legitimately make that decision, that we need open borders. Great, let's have that debate. I personally well, think they, that, they don't say open borders. Well, well some do. You know, Farad Manjo in the New York Times has made the case for it. But, but, for, but for completely open borders, like come one, come all? I mean, I think there's a spectrum of opinions. At the far left end of the spectrum, there's wow. absolutely a case for open borders. But most Democrats are, would not say open borders. It, it appears that way. I, I take your yeah. point. Because when you're not willing to say who can't come in, it does sound like you want open borders. And the reason why the Democrats, let's be honest, won't say that is because they fear more than anything being thought of as racist. Sure. And once we use labels, racist, xenophobic, pick your label of choice, we lose the ability to have the actual debate. And I think there's a rich debate to say that, you know what, there should be a lottery system. It's what we have in this country for many immigrants. It's a lottery system. It's random. I don't like that approach even to legal immigration. I think we should be selective about picking the people who want to come to this country to be part of its ideals, to purposefully opt in and say that, you know what, I want to be a citizen of that country. Don't make them take the citizenship test when after their seven years of green card. Make them actually opt into it and take a civic test before they get into this country. I think we should open the front door as much as we can for people who want to opt in, but close the door to the rest. Let's have a clear, let's have a clear-headed debate about it. I think that could lead to more sensible policy. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, some of that I guess could have gotten applause. Um, <laughs> but um, okay, I, there it is. Thank you, sir. Um, yeah, I, I mean, look, I was watching the funeral of uh, Queen Elizabeth for the past nine months, and <laughs> I, I feel like, I mean, I was, I think, like a lot of people, kind of surprised at the outpouring, and I feel like it wasn't just about her, although she was great, we must say that, <laughs> I think it was about a Briton also that's gone. And I think that's part of the immigration issue we're dealing with, and, the, and you see that all over the world. That was Brexit. That's in a lot of places where people feel like, I mean, Sweden, of all places, just elected right-wingers. I mean, hard right into their government because people have a right to say, you know what, we're welcoming, we're, we want a diverse population, but if you're changing the very character of the country, uh, that's a bridge too far. And I think that's what happened in England with Brexit. And I think something happened in Britain when she died and people were like, you know what, there's something to the British way of life, whatever that is, and you're more than welcome to come here. I mean, I remember when London was all white in the 80s when I first went there. And now it's a very beautiful, diverse city, and that's better. But it's a British city, and there's a British way of life. And, you know, melting pots, you know, melt a little. Well, certainly in Italy, Italy also right now potentially electing more of a right-wing uh, leader there. This is a debate about nationalism. It's a debate about national identity as well. And we're seeing it in Europe. We've seen it in the United States, too. That's something that Donald Trump tapped into in 2016. This sort of his immigration, his hardline immigration stance, this idea of, in some ways, right. very framed as... If you can have your own Walmart store making thousands of dollars a day, and you didn't even have to manage it, would you do it? One thousand, five thousand, even ten thousand dollars per day or more. Okay. <clears throat> um, 
these are the messages I wrote. I think Bill Maher is a great comedian, not the greatest, but a great comedian. Thanks for your service, Bill. And hey, are you hiring by any chance? Um, Bill, it's not just a ridiculous immigration policy and cruel, inhumane treatment of what essentially is refugees. It is criminal kidnapping and human trafficking of these poor people. Trump calling Christians racist was a racist comment. Race baiting the black community everywhere. And a dog whistle to his racist, terroristic supporters. Basically incites violence and terrorism against his detractors. What a little Hitler. Call Congress, everybody. 202-224-3121. Thanks, Phil, for mentioning that. Ayo, that Congress has not addressed the 147 Republican traitors. In their midst, tell Congress two two four three one two one expel the GOP traitors. Tell your reps to read the Constitution. Section 3, 14th Amendment, no insurrectionist may hold office. And is us versus them. And we're seeing that that's still a debate that is happening here, even as some of the authoritarians are on the run, but some of those right-wing ideas are not. I mean, the only thing I would observe is I think Europe is different than the United States. Right? Most European countries are built on a common language, a common monarch, a common religion, even common genetic stock. I know it's difficult to say that out loud, but that's part of the identity, the national identity of many European nations. America's different. Right. America was born on a set of ideas exactly, yes. that brought together a divided polyglot group of people. And so, you know what? I'm not afraid of the word nationalism, but to me, American nationalism or exceptionalism is a belief in the ideas that bound those group of people together. And if we want to select for immigrants to say that we want the immigrants who bind to those ideas, by God, I stand by that. But that's different than saying if you have color of our skin or that you have to abide by some tradition. I, uh, I must say... I am a little afraid of the word nationalism. Nationalism has led to things to be scared of. Yeah, okay. But um, look, on this show, we like to cover all issues. You know, some of these wrap-up shows, they don't really get to everything. But on this show, here at Real Time, we are dedicated. So I just wanted to bring to your attention, this week, Australia had its first fatal kangaroo attack. 
since 1936. And uh, I just got to say, the media is ridiculous. Not you. You're fantastic. Thank you. <laughs> but, but the rest of the media. And you just, you just see the way different outlets cover this. I mean, they just want to always gin up the story and make it the biggest scandal they possibly can. So look at some of these. And this just happened this week. Uh, here's CNN. Death by kangaroo hits 86-year high. I mean... <laughs> Uh, look at this. What's behind the historical spike in kangaroo attacks? <laughs> kangaroo deaths now the leading cause of standing the fuck back. Uh, how to survive your inevitable kangaroo attack. See, Trump, build a wall around Australia. Gandle they possibly can. So... <laughs> want to always gin up the story and make it the biggest scandal they possibly can. So look at some of these, and this just happened this week. Uh, here's CNN. Death by kangaroo hits 86-year high. I mean... <laughs> uh, look at this. What's behind the historical spike in kangaroo attacks? <laughs> kangaroo deaths now the leading cause of standing the fuck back. How to survive your inevitable kangaroo attack. See, Trump, build a wall around Australia. Uh, missing white girl feared eaten by kangaroos. <laughs> Dennis Rodman offers to meet with Top Republicans, Biden, soft on kangaroos. <laughs> Kangaroo deniers call marsupials a hoax. An animal with a pocket, what's next? A duck with belt loops? <laughs> Proudboy March ends with chant, ruse will not replace us. <laughs> we cover every story here. But... Can I just go back to the migrants and Martha's Vineyard for one more second? Because I just saw the, the pictures of them being greeted by the people while I'm being told it's a humanitarian crisis. And, I mean, the situation writ large is a humanitarian crisis. But this, and I, I'm like, just don't tell me I'm not seeing what I'm seeing. I find it insulting. Okay, so the guy, and then the New York Times, this is the new woke Times of all, they did a, they did a, a whole... <laughs> profile of this Venezuelan guy who came here I, I feel fortunate he says at the end that the governor put me on a bus to Washington it opened up doors for me again just don't tell me I'm not seeing what I'm seeing so your book is about victims I thought when I read this there's a Boston law firm now and a nonprofit who have banded together to file a lawsuit on behalf of the people, the 50. The Donald Trump's entire campaign was about victims. And his Jonathan Lee. little bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. He's the biggest Host of MSNBC's Way Too Early. I can't say that on my show, but I'm glad you could do that. <laughs> I, I said it. I'm sorry. Finish with No, but, but that, that is part of it. it. It is, things are unfair. Things are rigged. Right. Things are stolen. This, is, this has been the mantra of him and a significant portion of the electorate now for six or seven years. And it's certainly, it's accelerating now and bleeding into every facet of the political domain.
Yeah, and look, I, I've been a big critic of, you know, my last book, whatever, woke victimhood, left-wing victimhood. I had, a, I had a chapter in this book about black victimhood. They said, you can't write that because you're not black. I don't believe in that. If you're going to care about actually addressing problems, it's going to have to be through open debate, no matter the color of your skin. But the chapter right after was about the rise of white victimhood culture in response. And, and as someone who's maybe more right of center, I'm disappointed in the conservative victimhood complexes where we have the victimhood grievance Olympics, where you say, you're a victim, I'm a bigger victim. America loses in the end. There is no gold medalist in the victimhood Olympics. It's a country that loses. And I hope that both parties, and, I, and part of the reason I, I actually took the time to do that in this book is I hope that more people on the left do the same thing to left-wing victimhood as well. We don't need to point out the other tribe's problem. We just need to point out problems with our own tribe to revive the pursuit of excellence. But, since, like but since, since... So we're all agreeing that it's a problem on both sides. Yep. Right? Okay. So why? Why did America as a country, because I do think when historians write about America from 100 years hence if we're still here. Let's hope. Yeah, let's hope. <laughs> or five years, because <laughs> who knows. Um, I, I think they will, they will see that the pathologies did cross the tribes. They will not talk about the, the way we talk about ourselves tribally. They will say the people, the American people, became in love with victimhood. Yeah. But why? When did it change? Because it didn't seem to me that it was on either side, and now it's on both sides. I think it's a problem of incumbency. So victimhood is a product of incumbency. We're in the middle of the largest intergenerational wealth transfer in human history, from baby boomers to millennials. And there's a, there's a famous quote that's often attributed to the founder of Abu Dhabi, where he says that my grandfather rode a camel, my father rode a camel, I ride a Mercedes, my son rides a Land Rover, my grandson rides a Land Rover, but my great-grandson is going to have to ride a camel again. And it's just a cycle of history where, at the end of the day, you get that much entitlement, that much inheritance. By the way, I think that, you know what, we should think heavily about whether or not we want this level of intergenerational So you're saying that they, they, they spoiled the generations and then they became in love with victimhood? They Absolutely. It comes I, out of I, entitlement I, and then laziness, and yeah. victimhood fits laziness like a glove. Yeah, I, I guess... It's very, I find, I find it very corrosive. I was reading about the, you know, we talked about on the show a lot, the cheating that went on with the COVID relief money. I mean, the hundreds and hundreds of billions of dollars that were just stolen. And I think that comes out of that, too. You know, when people think of themselves as victims, then it's okay to cheat. Right. I think there is a sense that people have a perception that others have advantages that they don't have. And they need to try to level the playing field. And again, it plays into this sort of a lot of the political conversation and the political identity of grievance <clears throat> and victimhood. I, I went as a campaign reporter, you know, you can take pity on me, hundreds or more Trump rallies in 2016. And one of the refrains, though, from people who were there, you'd hear night after night, and I, I catch some of this in, in my book, is the idea that people were saying, like, well, I'm here for this guy because... You know, I, I've lived in this town for 40 years, and I haven't got a raise in, in 20. The, the, the factory closed. Right. Like, this is the first time that I can't guarantee that my children will have a better life than me. And there's a sense of being of left out. Meanwhile, someone else is getting a hand up. Someone else is benefiting. And that could be an immigrant, or that could be the elite. But me, the real Americans, are being left behind. And I think there's that sense of grievance and victimhood that leads to what we're seeing here, and including cutting corners, if they can, to get their hand up. Right. The tragedy, of course, of the Republican voter, the Trump voter, certainly, is that he didn't do anything to fix that. No. Or to change that. No. I mean, he solved exactly zero of their problems. 
One of the cases that I, that I make, though, is that we can sit here and observe and, and be victims about our victimhood culture, and I don't want to do that. How do we restore our path back to excellence? And, and this is, this is well, hard to say. And I, I, I think we've got to be willing to forgive. And I think that's not a conversation we've had enough in this country. I think the path I, I, from victimhood to excellence has to run through forgiveness, even as it relates to I think, reaction to I think, victimhood. I think... Uh, a good first step would, would be to do something about this shop teacher in Canada with the giant tits. Victimhood about the back pain that she probably has each and every day. <laughs> okay, so this is what, you know, Oakville, they completely stood by her. The school district talking about equitable treatment without discrimination, yes. Tuning in to the Christopher Governator show, watching full real Yes, we're all for that. Without ba based not upon gender, yes, identity, expression, we're all for that. Uh, regardless of race, age, ability. Ability, I don't know what they mean by that. If they mean you're in a wheelchair and you get equal treatment, of course. If they mean you just can't do your job, and they might, because people are nuts. I don't, I can't. Race, age, ability, sex, sexual orientation, ethnicity, yes, you said race. Religion, cultural observance, socioeconomic <laughs> circumstance, body type, size. Okay, we're for everything, yeah. Yeah. but the giant tits are scaring the children. <laughs> I mean, come on. It's not, I mean, can you just do anything? I think there's two sides. There's, I'm going to give you two sides to this, all right? I got it, two sides. One is, one is yeah. the, the trans victim. <laughs> Can it go both ways with this? So, so the trans victimhood side of this is, look, it actually, there's a little bit of irony with the, with the breast implants, okay? If you're a cis woman who wants to feel more feminine, you don't get your breast implants paid for. But if you're a trans woman who needs a breast implant, somehow you expect that society pays for it. That's an example of what I call trans victimhood. On the other hand, you know, I have to admit, when I read this story, these are high school kids. I'd feel differently if these were first graders. But at the end of the day, maybe this woman needs help, maybe needs some maybe. coaching. Are you nuts? Yeah. No, what are you I'm, fucking I'm talking about? I'm I mean, this is, there are breast implants, that's one thing. This is some, this, what if she came in with a giant cock? Yeah. What if it was the reverse? Conducted a study to determine if turning off your air conditioner during the day 
would result in more energy savings than leaving it on. Have to conduct a new study to see if people who drive their car pay more for gas than people who leave it parked. <laughs> And then one to determine if people who go to prostitutes pay more for sex than people who stay home and jerk off. <laughs> and on and on until they get an email from the university asking, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> The makers of Lucky Soy Sauce have to admit they chose that name because if you manage to tear the packet open without getting soy sauce all over the table, you're lucky. The old dogs have to try a different position. Seriously, would it kill you to give her a little eye contact every once in a while? I mean, mix it up a little. She's not your bitch. Okay, technically, she's literally your bitch. New World, the Harvard astronomer who believes that this asteroid may in fact be an alien spaceship, has to admit, if it is, it sucks. How disappointing if this is what an alien spaceship looks like. I was expecting something sleek and shiny and stealthy, not close encounters of the turd kind. And finally, new rule, you don't really love America if you hate half the people in it. Uh, yeah. I'm in, brother. It's about your opponent. Can you uh, say one nice thing, something that you admire about your opponent? And say something nice about Representative Deal. Tell us something that you admire about your opponent. Can you say something nice about... Maybe you didn't hear me, so I'm going to repeat myself. So I'm okay. Your opponent... It's always so awkward because the candidates just spent an hour describing how America would be an out-of-control dumpster fire if the other guy won the election. But they still try to answer it. I respect his children. I commend him for what he's doing uh, around uh, cats. He was an Eagle Scout. I think that's terrific. Yes, you are. They're very well-dressed. <laughs> <laughs> you have a very good golf game. <laughs> Those two little boys. They are so cute. Okay, I say the next time we have debates, the moderator needs to frame that question a little differently as say something about America that you like. Because honestly, I don't know why the people who are fighting for this country so hard even want it anymore. Republicans. Trans victimhood. On the other hand, you know, I have to admit, when I read the story, 
These are high school kids. I'd feel differently if these were first graders. But at the end of the day, maybe this woman needs help. Maybe needs a maybe. coaching. Are you nuts? Yeah. What are you fucking talking about? I mean, this is the breast implants. That's one thing. This is something. No, this, what if she came in with a giant cock?
Can you uh, say one nice thing, something that you admire about your opponent? Say something nice about Representative Deal. Tell us something that you admire about your opponent. Can you say something nice about your opponent? so awkward because the candidates just spent an hour describing how America would be an out-of-control dumpster fire if the other guy won the election. But they still try to answer it. I respect his children. around cats. He was an Eagle Scout. I think that's terrific. Did you uh, a very well-dressed <laughs> You have a very good golf game. <laughs> Two little boys. They are so cute. Okay, I say the next time we have debates, the moderator needs to frame that question a little differently as say something about America that you like. Because honestly, I don't know why the people who are fighting for this country so hard even want it anymore. Republicans, I'll start with you. I really want to know what do you like about America? It's not democracy. You stand with the president who tried to pull off a coup. And a dozen Republican nominees for Senate and governor in this year's midterms say they absolutely will not commit to accepting the results. Elections only count when we win them. That's what America is, do you know? I chose more disrespect for the flag than any football player ever could. Yeah. Senator Mike Lee says outright, we're not a democracy. No, not the way you want to run things. <laughs> this year, at least 27 states have introduced or enacted laws that restrict voting. If you say you love America, don't you also have to love the idea of everyone getting to vote? Don't you have to love the peaceful transfer of power? Republicans. <laughs> Remind me of the trophy hunters who say they love wildlife. Yeah, then why do you shoot it? <laughs> Republicans used to be the rule of law people and lionized the officers who upheld it. But when rioters stormed the Citadel and symbol of America on January 6th, most Republicans took their side and not the side of the police. Over 100 of whom were wounded. Fuck the police. That is the clarion call of the Republican Party now. When did the GOP become NWA? And then there's the, uh, the FBI. Steve Bannon says that the Gestapo. Marjorie Taylor Greene says they should be defunded. Congressman Paul Gosar says we must destroy the FBI. What? The FBI is not American now. FBI agents are so square they yell four when they ejaculate. They, they think matching windbreakers are cool. Their flag pins have flag pins. And the military, it used to be in the same category, the bedrock of the super patriot crowd. But Trump began his first campaign by doing something that up till then was unthinkable. He mocked and derided a war hero, a Republican war hero, who'd been shot down, imprisoned, and tortured. 
And it was not a bridge too far for Republicans. They shrugged and walked across it, as they did when Trump called the Joint Chiefs losers. And our soldiers who died in World War I losers. Ted Cruz calls today's troops pansies, and Republican Senate nominee Blake Masters says our generals are left-wing corporate bozos. That's the patriotic view of our military brass. Maybe that's why Trump said he wished they acted more like the Nazi generals we fought in World War II. Yeah, we won that one, by the way. So, I ask again, if you don't like democracy, voting, the FBI, the military, and cops, what about America do you like? Oh, I know, the Constitution. That's right. The grand old... Oh, what's that? Congressman Lauren Boebert says what? She says, I'm tired of this separation of church and state junk that's not in the Constitution. But it is in the Constitution, and it's another one of those pillars of this country that if you don't believe in it, it makes me wonder why you're fighting so hard for this place at all. And that... That is what's so odd about this time that we're living in. For all the talk about fighting for the soul of America, nobody seems to like it very much. Too many liberals give the impression that to them, America's just a big... The red, white, and A country that started out bad and will always be bad, founded on an unrelenting history of sucking and unable to change but we have changed a lot democrat cory bush tweeted this land is stolen land and black people still aren't free and this was on the fourth of july really not that i give a shit about the fourth of july i've never been a rah-rah guy but i am a perspective guy and that's what too much of the left has lost perspective 72 percent of black people under 30 are optimistic about their future in America. Way more than white people the same age. And as far as the land goes, yes, I guess we could change the name of Captain America to Captain Stolen Land. But honestly, to all the people who start every public event now with one of those land acknowledgments, they say, I'm standing on land that was stolen from the proud indigenous people of the Chumash tribe. I say, either give it back or shut the fuck up. (laughs) Women. Oh, geez. Even the guy at the party who pulls out a guitar is like, way to ruin the fun. (laughs) Congressman Jamal Bowman says capitalism is slavery by another name. No, it's not. It's the thing that has given more people more prosperity and hope than any other system, flawed though it surely is. But 